Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope you are well. A lot to cover during the course of the broadcast today. Aren't these interesting times that we are in? I think I've mentioned to you before, one of the things I find intriguing is how much today, the times that we're in now, how much it feels like uh, the 1970s, the era when I was growing up, during the Carter administration. 1977 to 81, I believe it was. I have memories of inflation, of gas supply issues, in terms of prices, lines. And I'm occasionally thinking back to those times during the eyes of a young kid. You know, when it's one thing when you're a child and you got mom and dad who's <laughs> taking care of you, they're going to meet all of those needs to make sure we can go from point A to point B in the car. They're going to put food on the table. But when you're an adult, guess what? It's all on you. <laughs> this is where we are now. So whereas during the Carter administration, I had the benefit of not having to worry about these things because mom and dad, they got it covered. Now, here we are, adults, it's on us. We're going to have to pay these exorbitant gas prices. And now we've got a warning about food, which we will talk about. Along the way, you know that I always appreciate acts of generosity, acts of kindness. And there was a real display of that in the Windy City yesterday. Breitbart reporting on drivers lining up for free gas. A $1 million gas giveaway. In Chicago. This compliments of millionaire Willie Wilson. It's not the first time he's done this. The second time. And I think people understand why we're in this place. They blame the Biden administration. We're going to talk a little bit more about President Biden's poll numbers a little bit later on.
But yesterday, starting at 7 a.m., Chicagoans and suburban residents had the chance to get free fuel. It wasn't just one location. This is what's so cool about this. 50, nearly 50 gas stations throughout the area. $50 a person until the money runs out. That's how this thing worked. The cars were not allowed to form lines overnight. The line started at 6.30 in the morning. Numerous cars waiting for their turn at the pump. It's pretty extraordinary. They started showing up about 5.30 in the morning at one location. 5.30 in the morning. I mean, this is insane, isn't it? Meanwhile, a plurality of Americans placing blame on President Joe Biden's administration for the rising gas prices, according to a recent Emerson polling survey. Biden has long refused to take responsibility for the skyrocketing gas prices, blaming Russian President Vladimir Putin as well as gas and oil companies. As for his part, Willie Wilson outside one of the gas stations says if the costs rose even more I may have to do this again who knows we'll see how this goes if it goes up higher and I've got a few more dollars I'll come and I'll do it again I like this guy already I have no idea what his politics are and frankly who cares it's wonderful he's recognizing the deep impact this is having on Americans He's got the money, and he's saying, you know what? Let me help people. $50 a person until the money runs out. And I suspect there will be more initiatives like this as we continue to deal with some very unprecedented times. I want to ask you, Are you prepared for food shortages? <laughs> this one came as kind of a shocker to me. This really did. Now, am I surprised we would have issues with food? No, I think we kind of touched on this a few weeks ago. I'm surprised the president is acknowledging that this will be an issue. Because I don't care how you stack this, and sometimes presidents can take blame for things that they have nothing to do with. There is partial responsibility here because when you start interfering with supply and demand, when you participate in these internationalist schemes with these other politicians, there is a sense in which you do have to take responsibility. I need to find the audio on this, but I remember years ago, as you know, I've been to Haiti three times, and there's been a lot of goodwill of people around the world reaching out to help that country after the earthquake that happened years ago. And as you know, much of the money that was raised for Haiti was squandered. But one of the interesting revelations that came out of that time period, I remember hearing Bill Clinton apologize for helping to promote a policy in Haiti that really did not serve Haitians well. So the idea was they discouraged them from farming. 
you know, they had these grandiose ideas of some other kind of business they were going to promote there. And so they end up moving from a place of providing most of their own rice, for instance, to having to import rice from other countries. Who does this? What kind of a leader does this to their own country? And I'm not blaming the Haitian leaders because the truth of the matter is Haiti has not really been independent for quite some time. They've been under under the thumb of internationalists, the UN and other organizations and world leaders for quite some time. And all of these wonderful planners, haven't they done a great job? It's nauseating is what it is. Which brings us to America. Now we're not talking about Haiti anymore. We're talking about the United States. You see the, uh, that's another subject that probably deserves our attention. What has happened to the farm industry in this country? Family farms are very much a thing of the past. Fewer and fewer family farms. And now what you have are big, big companies that are running farms. And there are fewer and fewer farms and less farming going on in America. Is this brilliant for us to be dependent on other countries for our food? No, it's not. But the planners, they've got this all covered, don't they? We're going to talk about this, the warning from the president. That, I'll tell you what, if the president's warning about this, then it's probably bad. (laughs) I'm just saying. We'll discuss what he said and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back on the text line, you heard me reminiscing about the 70s, these uh, horrible days of malaise. You remember that word that was used? This texture saying, I remember waiting in line, gas shortages, the 70s, waiting for gas, odd even days by the last digit on your license plate, a limit of five gallons. Oh, my goodness. Who in the world would ever want to repeat that? 
You know what's crazy about this? No matter how many times people are educated about history, you know, we, we, we don't learn the lessons from history, do we? What was that lesson? It was not to be dependent on OPEC. Where are we, ladies and gentlemen, here in 2022? We're at a place of increased dependency. And the crazy thing is, it's not even necessary. Not in the least bit. This texture saying he can just blame Putin, as in Biden, for the next three years. Biden won't feel any discomfort. He is set for life. Yes. Who's paying for his gas? He's not. You are. I am. Vince, the Biden administration doesn't care what's happening to the common man. The Russia-Ukraine war gives them an out for any hardships that we face. Great wisdom here from the upstate. It's not smart to depend on government for anything. Government giveth, government takes away at their will. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? On the flip side, to the guy in Chicago, you have this evil man as the country's largest farmland owner. Why? I think it's bad, Vince. You know who this is? This person's making a reference to Bill Gates. In case you did not know that. He is the nation's largest farmland owner. Just think about that a minute. One person. (laughs) Pretty extraordinary. And not a coincidence. This is a man who is a visionary. He knew what was coming. He absolutely knew what was coming. Now what he does, the steps from here, well, that remains to be seen. We continue on here. We all need to plant our own gardens this year, learn to preserve food. I still have dried apples from 2020, so I had apples even after last year's crop loss. Good for you. Vince, my wife pulls grocery orders at Walmart. She took a photo of their large dairy milk cooler yesterday. It was decimated. Only about 20% of items on hand. Not surprised at all. Vince, I've been planning for over a year for this issue. Survival-type food that lasts for several years. Big box foods and a little extra every time. I go to the grocery stores. Always be prepared. Plan ahead. Be an ant, not a grasshopper. And this from another texter. Leftists don't care about history. They only want to change it. Yeah, unfortunately, this is how it works. Let's talk about the president, Joe Biden. Saying to expect real food shortages due to the Ukraine war. It's not just us. He's saying the world will experience food shortages as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and production increases. We're a subject of discussions at a group of seven meeting that took place yesterday. Biden's saying it's going to be real. The price of the sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. So what does this mean exactly? What does this war have to do with anything? Well, 
Ukraine and Russia are both major producers of wheat in particular. And Kyiv's government has already warned the country's planting and harvest have been severely disrupted by the war. Surprise, surprise. Biden said at the G7 summit, he and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau both discussed increasing their nation's agricultural production to try to make up for the shortfalls. Biden said he's urging all nations, including those in Europe, to drop trade restrictions that could restrict exports of food. So there you go. A warning about food shortages. And I'm curious. You're hearing this news. Some of you were already making plans for this. What are you doing to make sure that you have the food you need at your home when you need it? For those of you who have not made any plans, what are you going to do now that you've heard this? If anything. Let's go out to a call from Stan, I believe, in Fort Mill. Good morning, Stan. I'm fine. How are you doing, Vince? All right, sir. Well, I'm, I'm writing a book, an economic-based book, and I've done some study on the food production. <clears throat> and I came across this one study um, online, and this particular study said that basically it's 70% of food production around the world is controlled by uh, uh, governments directly or governments indirectly via big corporations. <laughs> One statement admits that basically corporations are just extensions of big government. They work hand in hand. And then it said, 30, that means that 30% of food production is controlled by the private market. But then this person showing their leftist ideology specifically said, ironically, 70% of the world's consumable food supply comes from the 30% of private farms, meaning that the private farms are about two and a half times more productive hmm. than the government-controlled and owned farms. And so with just that factor in mind alone, the world has the capacity to produce about two and a half to three times more food than it's actually producing. So therefore, the price would drop by that amount because the supply and demand determines the price. And then if you factor in the fact that environmental regulations that assume that the worst climate change models are in fact true and the regulations that they set, they place on food producers because of that. The world has the capacity to feed itself. Food, food should be rotting on the vines. And it isn't because governments are trying to manage and manipulate the control. And then if you factor in that they, 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 these companies produce all these processed foods because they're much cheaper and they make higher profits, then that that causes diseases because we don't eat the right things. So if people aren't getting the nutrition, they get. So government control of food production is the problem, and until we fix that, it won't get any better. That is uh, very well said, Stan. You have uh, hit the nail on the head. That uh, Once again, another example, Stan, and, and very uh, good luck with your project, your writing project. It's something that is uh, desperately needed now to help people understand what's really going on with our food supply you know, the free market system works. It works wonderfully. Big government, big business, especially when they are colluding together, that is the absolute worst thing for any human beings on the planet. It's just that simple. Coming up, we're going to talk about this impact on the president, his perception, the perception that we have of him, and he's losing one particular group of people that will surprise you. Stay with us.
Back on the broadcast to look at the text line, some of the things that we've been talking about in regard to food. We have this. Vince, the leftists will use food shortages, food shortages they planned to forward their agendas. Why don't farmers in USA start growing wheat and other crops? How many farmers right now are paid by the government to not grow crops? Oh, my God. (laughs) Great. Vince and Sleepy Joe, we're going to have panic buying now. Thanks. (laughs) This person says he'll be doing some squirrel hunting in the backyard. Boy, that sounds appetizing. Squirrel souffle, maybe? I don't know. So what's the impact on all of this politically? For the president. I mean, this is really turning into a broken record, isn't it? It's not getting any better. You know, a lot of times in times of crisis, hardship, war, not necessarily we're involved in the war ourselves directly, but when it's going on around us, there's this sense of rallying behind the president and his leadership. Doesn't seem to be helping Joe Biden right now. There's a new poll that's out. The NORC poll, along with the Associated Press, giving the president low marks on the economy as prices rise. Majority of Americans saying they don't blame President Joe Biden for high gasoline prices, but they're giving his economic leadership low marks and fears of inflation and deep pessimism about economic conditions. Seven in ten Americans say the nation's economy is in bad shape. Seven in ten. That's pretty bad. Close to two-thirds disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. In addition, Americans are more likely to say his policies have hurt the economy than helped it. Yet less than half say the jump in gas prices is Biden's fault, a reflection of how the country is processing the invasion of Ukraine, the increased oil costs. The poll hints at a paradox in which the public views Biden as being in power without necessarily being in control. His hopes for a lasting economic renaissance, well, those have faded. Americans now dealing with higher food and energy costs. And the promise of a country no longer under the pandemic sway has been supplanted by the uncertainty of war in Europe. They interviewed one truck driver, said it's going to get worse before it gets better. He's concerned inflation is going to spiral outward with higher fuel prices, increasing the cost of shipping, ultimately raising prices across the broader economy. This truck driver, Adam Nuago, they interviewed for the story, said he reluctantly voted for President Donald Trump in 2020 while his wife cast her ballot for Biden. He feels inflation at a 40-year high and the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan have led to a mess. A mess. Overall, 65% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the nation's economy, including 96% of Republicans. This ought to be very disturbing for the president. 36% of Democrats disapprove of his handling of the economy. The overall share saying they disapprove up from 57% in December, 47% last July. 
This picture is getting worse every day for this president. Gas prices stand above other types of inflation when it comes to the worries that ordinary Americans have about price increases impacting their bottom lines. A hefty 68% said they're very concerned about gas prices. 59% expressing the same degree of worry about rising grocery prices. So this is all very timely. And whatever concerns that these folks had when this poll was taken... Well, it's going to get even worse now as we have food shortages on the horizon. This is all crazy, isn't it? You know, people talk about, here we are, this is 2022. (laughs) It doesn't matter, folks. Stupidity leads to... Shortages in supply, no matter what time it is, no matter what year it is, socialism, big government management, they don't ever work. Never. And we'll have people 10 years, 20 years from now, coming along, offering the same horrible solutions. They won't work then either. And nobody will have learned anything. I mean, we're telling our kids, make sure you study history. Yeah. What have we done with the history that we know? Don't seem to have learned much, have we? Here's another interesting factoid as it relates to voters. This story by U.S. News. Biden losing ground among fearful young voters. A survey indicates that Americans, America's young adults have a grim view of their future, politically, economically, and socially. And they're taking it out on, guess whom? Joe Biden. So what is the state of young America? America's young adults are unhappy, discouraged, and anxious about the State of the Union souring on President Joe Biden and other political leaders amid their dismay. This is a poll by Harvard University's Institute of Politics. The biennial survey of 18 to 29-year-olds shows Biden with a 46% approval rating. That is a 13% point drop from the spring. I want you to think about this. We're talking about 18 to 29-year-olds. A majority disapproving of how the president, Democrats, and Republicans are doing their jobs. The discontent goes well beyond individual policymakers. A majority, 52%, believe America's democracy is in trouble or failing. Just 18% believe the country is generally on the right track. Can I remind you again? These are young people. 18% believe the country is on the right track. More than a third, 35%, believe they will see a second civil war in their lifetimes. A quarter think at least one state will secede from the Union. It's not a right-wing poll, folks. This is really deep stuff. We're going to delve into a little bit more of this. I was going to tell you about a really interesting conversation I had in a, let's just say, in a very interesting setting yesterday. What I've been telling you, folks... 
It's on the money. Regular people do not buy a good bit of this propaganda going on. Stay with us. Some of you folks on this text line, just a sampling of some of the items here. Vince, country folk know squirrel as good as well as venison. You are what you eat. Think about it. Come on, man. And another one. Actually, Vince, squirrel meat is very good, especially if you cook it in a pot like boiling a chicken. But with a vinegar-based barbecue sauce, you need a lot of squirrels, though, to make a fair amount. Oh, my goodness. Some of you folks are really scary. In light of the times, we seem to be uh, heading toward. Chris out of Shelby says, I guess my obsession with the show Naked and Afraid will pay off one day. (laughs) Oh, no. I sure hope not. God forbid. It's really interesting, as I said, to talk with you about these numbers. What's going on with younger people? Now, again, these aren't right-wing extremists that they are polling here. These are young people who are really, really worried about the future. Very worried. I mean, this figure, think about it. 35% believe they're going to see a second civil war in their lifetimes. A quarter think at least one state is going to secede from the Union. (laughs) You want to bet on which state that's going to be. Asked about their overall view of the future of America, 55% of the young voters said they were fearful. 44% hopeful. That's a huge drop in optimism from the spring when 56% of youth in the polls said they were hopeful about the future. Interesting, isn't it? Worries about the state of democracy, climate change, the pandemic have taken a hit on young people's well-being. Over the previous two weeks before being interviewed, 51% reported at least several days of feeling down, depressed, or hopeless. A fourth said they had thoughts of self-harm or of feeling better off dead. Are you listening to this? More than half said the pandemic had made them a different person. This sends chills down my spine. In addition to the grim view of their own country's future, the young people interviewed cited school or work, 34%, personal relationships, 29%, self-image, 27%, economic concerns, 25%, and the coronavirus, 24%, as top factors on their mental health. And that sense of despair, a common theme in other polling of American adults, especially as the pandemic continues to take lives. But the deep unhappiness and pessimism displayed in this poll, a startling turn in an age group that might be expected to have more hope in the early stages of their adult lives. Jingjing Shen, a Harvard junior and student chairwoman of the Harvard Public Opinion Project, told reporters in a conference call,
challenging to be a young person at this time. Climate change is here or coming. They don't see elected officials doing enough about it. Really? The concerns about the future are not just about the survival of our democracy, but about our very survival on the planet. By the way, young people turned out in record numbers in 2020. Now young Americans are sounding the alarm. When they look at the America they will soon inherit, they see a democracy and climate in peril. And Washington is more interested in confrontation than compromise. I think you've gotten the idea here. Pretty grim picture. I want to tell you a little bit of a personal story. I don't want to give too much information away, but I will just tell you I was in a context where I was not supposed to be agreed with. I'll just tell you that. Let me just tell you who was in the room with this discussion yesterday. About five or six people, mostly black females in their 30s and 40s. They were in full full agreement with me about what is going on with the media skewing this story in Florida. The so-called don't say gay bill. They were in full agreement with what I had to say. Folks, don't make assumptions about anybody and their beliefs. I was stunned. What was the other issue I was talking about? Oh, it was about the uh, transgender issue in sports. Same thing. They're not buying it. They are not buying the propaganda. I'm telling you, folks, these are winning issues. And I'm not just saying this for a political reason. I'm saying this because I'm telling you, we should not put up with politicians who are going to play these political games and pander to the alphabet mafia. If this is who they are, if they're afraid of their own shadow, it kind of reminds me. What was this? Um, who was it in the, the Bible character who was uh, going out to war and he was paring down his army? This is what we need to do now. We got these people afraid of their own shadow, these politicians. It's time to throw them under the bus. We do not need that now. Definitely do not need that. These folks unwilling to sign these bills to keep men, biological men, out of women's sports. If they don't have the courage to do this with most Americans behind this, um. What do you expect them to do with issues that are controversial, really controversial with people? They're going to fold like a cheap tent. Much more, including Faith Focus Friday. Straight ahead. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 